They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. There's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week. And all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose doing ridiculous reads. Not cause we deserve it, cause it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Oh. Welcome to a very special boner bonus episode of Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. My friend, what an occasion. What a special occasion this is. Uh, This is the uh, June 22nd one-year anniversary of Vital Social Issues and Stuff. this is a, so that's why we decided to do a very special bonus episode. Uh, you'll mm-hmm. still get an episode, a new one on Thursday with another special mm-hmm. guest. But this this is just a little bonus for all of you listeners. We love you and appreciate you uh, for being with us in this first year of our show. Exactly. This is for those OGs like Joanna, which that's original gangster, my friend. Yes, I had to explain that to her, as you know. Mm. Yeah. OG, original gangster. But. But uh, there's some people that have been with us since episode one that are still with absolutely. us, you know, yeah, and we appreciate absolutely. that uh, yeah. a year, dude, who'd have thought it, you know, yeah. we've done so much in a year. We've come together. I came to the compound, uh, you know, got my neck tattooed. That's pretty much it. That's all that's happened. But <laughs> that's pretty much all that's happened. Yeah, nothing much. Yeah. Um, but we, we have done over 50 episodes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And we're we're geared up to do fifty more. You know, we're not we're not planning on stopping. We're locked and loaded, baby. We've renewed our contracts mm-hmm. with ourselves. With ourselves, yes. Our social contracts, and also, as you may or may not know, we did turn power of attorney of the show over to Bear when I was up at your place. So yes, I think uh, that was Bear, a wise move. I think it was the right. I still think yeah. it was the right thing Absolutely. to do. Even though yeah. we were so hammered when we did it, even the mm-hmm. light of sober light of day was like, yeah, we really we made a good choice. Yeah, and she and, has uh, but, she has signed away all of the all of our uh, royalties for peanut butter. But uh, we like peanut butter, so it's going to be okay. It's all good. We, <laughs> we might have made some, we had to make some sacrifices in the contract, but they were worth it. Yes. Well, well worth it. Yes. But That's... anyway, no, man, we started this little show, this little bitty show, you know, back, uh, it, it, it came about, you know, you, you, it was your idea from, we did uh, my Patreon podcast together, and mm-hmm. we were already talking on the phone like ladies all the time, yeah. um, or gentlemen. 
Mostly uh, texting, mostly texting quotes from Married with Children. We were texting all the time, but then we'd have phone dates where we'd be like, "All right, at eleven thirty, I'm going to call you on the 16th. and we'd be sitting there like Corey, like Corey Hotline, with our, on our bed with our princess phone talking. But then we did my podcast, and you're like, "We should do a show, man. Why aren't we doing a show?" And I was like, "I don't know. Why aren't we?" And I was like, "I don't know. You're like, I don't know." And I was like, "Well." We'll see. And I was like, that's sweet pillow talk. Everybody wants to do a show, you know, when they say when they're on a podcast. But then uh, you were hit. You hit me up. Let's do the fucking show. And it's going to be called this and that. And I was like, all right, let's fucking do it. Yeah, I I suggested we call it vital social issues and stuff based on the married children episode. And it just seemed like the perfect title considering our passion for the show. And Mm -hmm. and here we are a year later. So pretty cool. One year later, we've made many upgrades. The show's, you know, grown as far as segments and content and uh, mm-hmm. still still fine-tuning it always. Yeah. So, you know. And speak, speaking of uh, segments, you know, we have, you know, of course, Book of the Week. We have Ridiculous Reads, the Corey Hotline. We're not doing any of those today uh, <laughs> uh, because this is just a bonus episode and we're just going to be talking about some stuff. But... We do have a very, very special guest coming up later on in the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so we, ha- we have to mention that. Um, this show, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, for our anniversary episode, you know, we, John Wayne and I discussed it. And we're like, let's talk about the two things that we love coming together, uh, much as we came together. Uh, and those things are, shut up, uh, those things are, heavy metal and horror movies. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, and how the, like the two of those uh come together and how they really started to come together in the 1980s more than any other time. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're going to be talking about that and I thought, you know, who would be the best possible guest we could get for this? Who's someone who uh loves metal and horror and has made and has done both, has been a rock star and a horror movie star and has made movies that are horror movies that feature rock bands. Uh, so coming up later on in this episode, we have none other than the great metal god, the legendary rock warrior himself, John Michael Thor. Is oh, going that's to be right. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and that, that was what a fun time that was with him. So um, Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's coming up, folks. Uh, we did have uh, a couple of audio issues, uh, but I hope you'll be patient, uh, dear listener, with that, because after all, you are getting an interview with Thor. Um, yeah. But uh, otherwise, it was it was really great. It was great for me to uh, talk to him again. Uh, you know, he's uh, a buddy of mine and we've worked together in the past and uh, it was it was great to just to catch up with him. So cool. we'll hear that in a little bit. Oh, yeah. But now. For now, we're just chatting. We're chatting about metal, mm-hmm. chatting about horror. And where the two meet. So I guess that brings us to our topic, which is... One, two, three, metal and horror. Metal and horror. Metal and horror. Yep, it is. Uh, and I, you know, I wore my my uh, Horace Pinker TV repair shirt I, uh, because uh, Shocker was a, a great, is a great example of horror movies and heavy metal coming together. It's kind uh, of a, and, a semi-deep cut. Like what you want to explain what that's from in Shocker? So, 
people know or... oh yeah yeah uh the, the, yeah this shirt i i actually i have two shocker shirts because that's the, how big do. i am uh but shocker shocker was very influential to me i saw it when i was 12 and it was it was a, it was a huge inspiration to me uh as a uh, horror writer uh and uh yeah uh the shirt is is pinker's tv repair uh, the other shirt I have is just Shocker. It's the poster, you know, from the original movie. This one, though, is a deep cut, as John Wayne said. Uh, this is written on the van, Horace Pinker's van. He's a TV repairman. And so, like, this is one of those things where it's super esoteric, and either you get it or you don't. Uh, mm. But I love this shirt. It's actually much more comfortable than the other Shocker shirt. Uh, so, anyway, uh, those of you listening can't see what I'm wearing and probably don't give a flying fuck. Uh, so, we'll move on. Of course they do, dude. Mm. And I, I wore, if I I wore there, my Wednesday Adams shirt, so we're all together on this. All together. Uh, but anyway, we we're celebrating this blessed occasion with rock and metal. I mean, horror and metal, and rock and metal, and rock and horror, mm-hmm. and uh, muscle rock, and all of that. And I I watched a, a movie to celebrate this because I I'd seen bits and pieces of it. I realized, but I hadn't seen it all. Uh, one that is very near and dear to your heart. One of your yes, favorites. one I've been telling you to watch for a while. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You tell me a lot of things. Um, well, Trent... let's Scott <laughs> Scott Cole mentioned it as well on a recent episode. He did, mm-hmm. and and that's why I watched it when, when Scott said it. Then I was like, oh, yeah, when, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I say it, who cares when I say it? But when Scott says it, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I agree. You like you're my wife. <laughs> yeah, me, me. I don't listen to me. I don't care. But you should listen to Scott because he does know his. Uh, his esoteric horror movies, his cult films. So, no, that he does, but it wasn't one of those things. It's actually a hard movie to find to watch, which Stream. surprises me. Yeah, which surprises it, me. It's got to be some licensed, ty- some weird thing has got to be keeping it because because it wasn't on anything. I had to watch like a, I mean, it was a fine version of it on YouTube. It wasn't like super fucked up or whatever bootlegged but it was not legal you know yeah you can buy the dvd though you can you can very easily buy the dvd uh but yeah streaming i guess it's as you said difficult to find uh but yeah trick or treat man one of my absolute uh favorite uh 80s horror movies and definitely i think definitely my very favorite uh 80s horror movie that has to do with heavy metal uh and i love the soundtrack the soundtrack is done by Fastway, which is actually a hard rock band. This was the only album they ever did that was really in the uh, like hair metal, heavy metal genre, uh, which is a shame because they did it so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that soundtrack gets regular play in uh, my house. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, is that um, so I guess like do, do you want to lay out the premise of this movie before I start asking questions about it? Yeah, or, sure. Or, okay. Sure. Uh, you know, basically what, like this movie was made in, or it came out in 86 and it's about, uh, this kid who's kind of like, you know, an outcast, um, you know, he's a metalhead and he gets bullied by the jocks and whatnot. And, uh, he's in, he is in love with the music of, uh, this rock star named Sammy Kerr. He thinks he's the best and he, you know, he's loves all this music. And anyway, um, uh, Sammy Kerr dies uh, mysteriously and tragically, and it just crushes this kid. The kid's known as Ragman. That's his nickname. And uh, Ragman is devastated by this, but then he's somehow buddies with the guy who runs a radio station who gets a hold of Sammy's last album and gifts it to Ragman. Uh, and 
uh, because this came out in the 80s and, you know, John Wayne and I did a big show on uh, the whole parental advisory thing and backmasking, this record has backmasking that actually is uh, uh, messages from Sammy and he starts talking to um, uh, Ragman uh, and Ragman starts to follow his lead and gains like these evil powers. And that's basically the premise of the movie. Uh, and it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's it's scary. It's got a, a lot of craziness to it. I deeply love it. And Sammy Kerr is one of those characters, kind of like Beetlejuice or like the guy from Brain Scan, whatever his name was, the trickster, the trickster, uh, where he's this kind of like eccentric character and he's like uh, dead yet alive. It's it's very very fun, and it stars uh, it stars Gene Simmons as the um, the DJ. Yeah. And stars Ozzy Osbourne in a cameo where he's a, mm-hmm. where he's a preacher uh, uh, venting uh, uh, and ranting about uh, the how bad it is for to let your kids listen to heavy metal. So which is you know great irony. So anyway. um, so uh, <laughs> so one thing about this movie I was watching this movie is good like this is a cool ass movie it doesn't seem it's the like best. It, it doesn't seem like it's like it seems like they had money with this movie or it, 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 oh, yeah. it's yeah, like it's a, not, like a major not, yeah it's a, yeah. it's a cool ass movie and like uh, so I didn't read too much about it but I did like flip through some like you know posts or headlines or whatever is this flopped at the bo- box office it, it it said like what i've read or do you know anything about how it did when it came out Uh, well i mean it wasn't a huge release but yeah it was a studio made film um but no i did not read up much uh like about how it performed or anything like that uh because we weren't gonna you know break this movie down the way we were doing all the slashers this was just going to be one of many things that we mentioned Uh, yeah i just didn't know if you knew that um or if you happen to know it. But yeah, this movie was a lot of fun. It's definitely like a cool ass film. Like it doesn't cheap out on shit. Uh, is that guy in a band? Is he like a real rock star that plays Sammy Kerr? Or is he, uh, you know, am I actually, supposed to know him from something? No, actually he was a professional gymnast uh, because they wanted someone who could do like the flips and the splits mm-hmm. and all the all the David Lee Roth style stuff that he does. Uh, so he was a gymnast. Uh, Ragman, the main character, is played by the same guy who played Skippy on Family Ties. Uh, and then, of course, they've got the, the rock stars, Gene Simmons. That was Skippy? That's Skippy, absolutely, yeah. I thought he looked familiar, but not mm-hmm. Skippy familiar. You know, he went on to become a failed comic. Um, but uh, interesting, I thought, like, so when, like, the guy, the Sammy Kerr does this one jump off of the drum platform, and he's, like, where he just spins in the air, like, 14 times, mm-hmm. and then lands on his knees and jumps right back up and sings the song, and it's one cut there's no cutaway it's just like yeah, yeah. he really does it i was like all right yeah. this guy's like on some lin swan type ballet shit like this guy's professionally yeah. he has to be. he is yeah but no, I, is. I didn't know if he was like you're gonna pull out like he was a deep cut from some band that i didn't know or something i was like no is he no. no all all of the flips and split all the crazy like stuff that he does he that same guy who plays sammy really does it there's mm-hmm. it's not a stunt uh, stubble a stunt double uh he really does do those things yeah mm-hmm when I was uh, uh, when I had to play John Proctor, um, had to when I was John Proctor, the lead in the Crucible, I had some uh, stunt stubble that they put on me because I couldn't grow any. So <laughs> stunt stubble. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, I, you know, I thought that's what you're referring to. Yes. Um, 
but that it was great. I loved this. I loved this watch. Um, good, highly, good. Highly recommend if anybody hasn't watched it. Yeah, because you read you uh, on uh, the the episode where we did the mutilator with Scott Cole. Um, you brought up how you had seen Black Roses for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Roses is another movie that I really love. Um, and uh, yeah, and so that was good. I was excited for you. And Scott and I both said the same thing. We were like, Black Roses rules, but it's no trick or treat. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was definitely time for you to see Trick or Treat. Uh, but Black Roses is another one where we see 80s metal and horror movies come together. Uh, and that was what we were going to talk about today, uh, how in really in the 1980s is when it really happened, where, I mean, certainly there were songs in before that where, you know, where you had like Werewolf of London and songs like that. Don't Fear the Reaper, where rock or, you know, rock and roll and um, horror joined. But it was really in the 1980s where they really linked up and we had stuff like Dokken doing a song for a Freddy movie, Alice Cooper doing a song for a Jason movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had the Shocker soundtrack where we had multiple metal bands doing a complete soundtrack for a movie. We had, you know, Megadeth and 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 Bonfire and Alice Cooper and Desmond Child and just like a, a lot of these dangerous toys. We had we had so many bands on that soundtrack, and they're all metal bands. Yeah. Uh, we even had the heavy metal supergroup, the Dudes of Wrath, which featured Paul Stanley uh, from Kiss, with Desmond Child, who I mentioned, Tommy Lee on drums, a couple of guys from Def Leppard. I mean, like they came together just for this movie. Um, and that was super cool to me when I was a 12 year old metal and horror fan. Uh, and that's one of the reasons Shocker became such a big influence on me. It's something that I that I love uh so much even though that's not the greatest movie or anything like that i love shocker so much because when i was 12 it was like my whole world i loved that movie well music can tie like you know make strong super strong bonds i think and music's such a huge thing in my life i i understand how like a shitty it doesn't matter like you could have a song attached to something and that's what is the thing that makes it for you um but uh it, yeah, like I don't begrudge you that at all, but but we're talking about like metal and horror, why they went together, like peanut butter and chocolate, or j- mm-hmm. jelly and and jam and the uh, jam it up your ass or wiggle it, whatever it is. It's because like I think like these are these ju- genres basically. These this is like genre like we were like horror is genre fiction or genre filmmaking. Sure. And at the and and even now, but especially then at that time, metal was like a like that it was an outcast genre it was kind of a niche if you will and so it almost made sense that the two would kind of gravitate toward each other does that yeah do you agree oh no i absolutely agree and metal has like lyrically a lot of metal has Uh, yeah absolutely yeah has dark content and you know associations with the devil and murder and stuff like that uh even before we got into death metal um you know just like the the 80s metal like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest lyrically and also the covers like look at the Iron Maiden covers with killers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, like Eddie, the you know, their 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 uh, mascot, you know, he's like a, a, basically a walking skeleton. He's a zombie, you know, uh, so horror plays a played a big role in heavy metal. And so it was like kind of like a natural thing 
for the two to come together in the 1980s the way we did and you know we had like wasp doing a soundtrack for ghoulies 2 and 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 all that kind of cool stuff uh and then we also have performers like alice cooper who Mm. is very much tied into horror and was doing that shit back in the 70s uh where in his stage shows uh you know, like he would be beheaded or hung and in a straight jacket and he would do these theatrical things um, that were horror themed, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he was really the one to, that really started the kind of lyrical content being horror themed with albums like Killer and Welcome to My Nightmare. Um, so we have a we owe a lot to to Alice Cooper. We do. He was uh, walking around the floor on uh, in Vegas and I gave him a salute. So uh Mm-hmm. He's a he's about uh, about uh, the Killers album. I do have that on vinyl. And mm-hmm. uh, w- when I worked uh, for Starbucks, I was a manager. My staff one year for Christmas gave me uh, the the van slip on vans that have the Killers album cover on them. It was, they were rad as shit, dude. <clears throat> anyway, cool. Well, I'm glad you were able to make it about you. Uh, that's that's great, <laughs> man. <laughs> I saw Alice Cooper walking around, and I have Alice Cooper shoes. <laughs> They're not. I don't have Alice Cooper shoes. I I have uh. I tease. I killer shoes from uh. What do you, you man? How you made me forget? Fucking um. Forget your shoes. No, uh, Bruce Dickinson, the kill, the Killers record, Killers. Okay, well, well, oh, okay, that's where I get mixed up. Yeah, Iron yeah. Maiden is Killers. Alice Cooper is Killer. He had the album Killer, so I thought. Right, we were talking about that before, though. Killers. Well, Eddie. Yes, yes. I just, I wasn't sure which one you meant. I thought you meant the Alice Cooper. So whatever. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for you to stop. I didn't want to interrupt. Yes. So, but I just missed my opportunity, and now it didn't make any sense. See, yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, uh, yeah. And so, you know, as heavy metal has progressed, we've had more of this uh, where um, where horror, maybe not necessarily horror movies all the time, but horror and metal very much go hand in hand, particularly when we start to have death metal uh, and, you know, Cannibal Corpse and Deicide and all these bands that were super horror themed. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we got into bands like Guar, uh, Mm -hmm. which were were performed as if they were monsters, you know, from a horror movie. Uh, And and we get into uh, Rob Zombie, your boyfriend, uh, who was is a big horror fan and like you know listening to his his music white zombie first and then rob zombie solo you know he samples a lot of uh clips you know like sound clips from horror movies mm-hmm. even and some of his songs are kind of about horror and sci-fi movies like more human than human is about blade runner you know yeah, like stuff like that um and then he went on to be a horror movie director uh, so mm. like there there's you know there's, there's many of these things that are kind of linked together marilyn manson's another one uh you know uh, typo negative danzig like all these these things uh danzig mm. of course went on to be an amazing director as well oh, Jesus. <laughs> i love you glenn oh, i love jesus you. you know i love you glenn uh <clears throat> but man that movie uh and he's got he's got the next one coming man yeah i yeah. watched the trailer yeah. um <laughs> horror yeah horror and metal is still 
like uh there's still certain like you know music has splintered into so many genres at this point where you know you could just put two words together and it's a music genre like oh can screen metal you hear that can screen metal oh man like uh but like spooky or horror rock that's that's been something for a while and even like today that you have these niche niche kind of bands that are the spooky the horror type bands like wednesday 13 still does that kind of thing and mm. uh um damn i forgot the uh, the other ones but anyway it doesn't matter like that that's a that's still going on and it's pretty fucking cool like cold chamber used to do it and i was really into them uh for a while it just keeps going on you're always going to have those oh there's a band called dr acula that i saw open for, right uh, yeah i know that polka dot yeah. cadaver that i wanted to see like so i, I was like I mean, they're like out there, like vampires. The guy, like the singer, has like a vial of blood around his neck. Of his, mm-hmm. like some, it's like the whole thing. Yeah. So it's it it's uh it's still out there, and it's still, it's I think it's pretty cool to see like those kind of things. Even though they're mm-hmm. so niche, they get so so niche. Like so, a lot of those bands do, where you're like, all right, uh, but it's so mm-hmm. cool to see. I think. Yeah. No, yeah, no, definitely. Um... Yeah, and you see a lot of this stuff, and uh, even before like like metal and horror movies joined, metal and horror had already joined. Uh, and you know, speaking of Danzig, that's like a, a big e- example of that with the Misfits, which were in the seventies, and they had songs like "Return of the Living Dead" and "Return of the Fly," and like you know, like stuff like that, where like you know even their 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 big album uh, you know the misfits uh walk among us is a reference to the creature walks among us which is mm-hmm. the third uh film in the creature from the black lagoon franchise uh so glenn danzig was doing it really bef- like with the exception of alice cooper i guess was kind of doing it long before a lot of these bands that we talked about now like Rob oh, Zombie yeah. and stuff like that uh with the misfits and then with with uh Samhain, his second band like they would come out completely drenched in blood when they would come out to uh, perform, you know, fake blood, but they would, every member of the band would be drenched in blood when they would come out Yeah, and they would do all their stuff would be horror was horror themed, you know? And even, even in the punk movement, which the misfits were in, that wasn't a common thing, you know, like they punk was very, could be very dark with black flag, um, you know, but Iggy pop, sex pistols, minor threat, uh, but they weren't horror themed the way the Misfits were. No, the the Misfits were the originals. I, I didn't absolutely mean to, like, glaze over that. I thought uh, no, I, 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 I didn't think you were. But, but uh, yeah, I mean they 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 have a song called Horror Business. I mean they're on like they have songs that are just about movie like about horror old horror absolutely. movies and yeah. shit. So like they're, yeah. they're like the best, you know, they're, without yeah. without a doubt they're number one. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't saying like you were the song over it. Yeah, I wasn't saying you were were glossing over it at all. I was just kind of you know mentioning it as well. Yeah, I love the Misfits so much, but not, uh, we won't. We were not going to talk about more of the other ones, but no, we're going to talk. We're talking about the Misfits, not the Misfits cover bands that we had with you know all those other people. Uh, yeah. The real Misfits with Glenn Danzig. Anything yeah. after Danzig is absolute garbage. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, and uh, like you know, as I mentioned earlier, we had you know these horror movies, you know, in the '80s that really embraced that link, and so Dokken did a song called "Dream Warriors" for Nightmare on Elm Street Three, which is a great song. Yeah. Alice, Alice Cooper did "He's Back," the man behind the mask for uh, Jason Six, 
uh, and uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives, um, Black Roses soundtrack, uh, Shocker soundtrack, Trick or Treat soundtrack, all metal. Yeah. Now, what about um, you know how uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince they got in trouble for their Nightmare on Elm Street song, which I have yes, a forty-five they, of. Yes, they did, uh, but that's not heavy metal. That's a rap song. Uh, no, but and, it's still pop culture music. I know, but we were talking about metal. Um, I know. But yes, yes, yeah. We talked about this on the show before, though, like how they they got in trouble because they they didn't have the rights in the music video. Uh, you know, they didn't have the rights from New Line. Um, but uh, you know, the Fat Boys did a song with Freddie too, where Freddie actually raps, which is hysterical. My name is Freddie, and I'm here to say, like, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was really more focused on the, you know, the, the tie-in of heavy metal with with horror. So. Cool, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, what's another one then? I mean, we've talked about you know these ones, Shocker and yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, Ragman uh, another, and another one is um, uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, you know, oh, featuring, Jesus Christ, <laughs> featuring yeah. our featuring our amazing guest coming up later, John Michael Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rock and Roll Nightmare uh, was my introduction to the band Thor, which he's the front man of, uh, and like that movie, uh, as campy as it is, it's so much fun, and and like you can clearly tell they were going for campiness in many scenes. Uh, but yeah, it's you know about a band that goes to this basically this haunted house, and um, you know there's a lot of there's a twist ending to it, which is a lot of fun, and yeah, it's uh, and that was my first time hearing Thor, and there's a there's a like to this day that soundtrack is one of my favorites of his. Uh, be, uh, because like it has "We Live to Rock," which is really one of my favorite Thor songs, and it has "We Accept the Challenge" as well as a really good one. Energy, um, yeah, I really like that movie a lot. It's just it's so much fun, and it like it's been spoofed, or I mean, it's been um, uh, lampooned uh, by Mystery Science Theater and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but but I can enjoy that movie just watching it on its own because it's just so batty and fun. Yeah, it's it is fun it's fun it's uh it, i think there's a reason why they made it that that smash cut version that i saw at uh alamo draft house but still it's watching the whole version the whole movie is is it's a lot of fun it's a blast it's, it's a blast uh and you know I, we, I had the privilege of uh welcoming uh the whole band out to an event that i was doing and the you know the band performed live this was in 2013 and the band performed live, so I got to see them live, which was really cool. Uh, and then um, I also did a, a you know, in the theater showing of, of Rock and Roll Nightmare and interviewed Thor after mm-hmm. the, the, the show. And what was really cool is a lot of people that were there had no idea what this movie was, had never heard of it. Uh, and like they were kind of confused by it in the first half. And then by the second half, they were all about it. They were laughing. They were having a great time. Uh, the guy that the guy that was actually sitting in front of me, I I didn't have no idea who he was, but he was with his girlfriend, and he was just like hysterical laughing. He was like, "This is fucking amazing!" In the big finale where Thor is fighting the demon, and he was yeah. just like, "This is fucking amazing!" And he's just cracking up. And totally, when Thor came out, when I welcomed him out, standing ovation. People were just like, loved it so much. 
so you know that 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 says a lot where you know like here's this movie and it's like 30 years later or whatever uh you know showing it on the big screen to these people who've never seen it and they fucking loved it man that movie's a lot of fun yeah that's rad that's that's awesome um and it's awesome you you guys became friends then and have kept in touch ever since and you know that's really cool yeah yeah no it was a lot of fun but but yeah you know there's definitely been a lot of stuff since the 80s those are the ones that come to mind those movies um but there's been definitely been stuff since then like d snyder made a movie strange land rob zombie made a bunch of movies uh danzig made a movie Fred Durst made a couple of movies which are really terrible. You have to see uh, uh, what the fuck was it called? The Fanatic or The Fan. It's a movie made with John Travolta. It's beyond bad. Like, it, like it's so bad. It's hilarious. And I saw one, one he directed where he plays a sheriff. Is it that? Is it no, that no, 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 that no. That one was good. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't. But anyway, um, the one with John Travolta like got a Razzie Award for worst movie. It's like really regarded as terrible, and that's the one I told you. Where the, there's the scene with the guy, like driving with his kid, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna play some music for you," and he puts on Limp Biscuit, and he's just like, "Yeah, isn't this great?" And the kid's like, "Yeah, this is awesome. I love this music." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. I used to do him back today." It's like just so Fred Durst sucking his own dick. It's disgusting. It's so funny. Um, Sound brand. Yeah, it is. I- yeah. I like it. I like it, though. Well, you should see the movie, and then we'll see how much you like it, because that's a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so, like, we have these instances now where we have these rock stars who think they're filmmakers, and they're all not. Uh, they all don't do a very good job, but it's it's funny to watch some of their stuff, or infuriating, depending on, on who you're watching. The, there was, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, like moving forward, there was also this uh, kind of period in like the early aughts when like new metal was arising, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you had uh, full sound new metal soundtracks to horror movies, the mm-hmm. quote unquote horror movies. Like uh, this movie End of Days had like a, this super, you know, all new metal soundtrack. Yeah, the, uh, uh, they, the, they pimped it. The, Schwarz- the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then, uh, like, the Queen of the Damned, which is so awful, awful, awful. That was all, like, new metal bands did that. Jonathan Davis did the singing. This, and I love love corn, and I'm doing singing in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really just so bad. It's just, it's awful. Um, yeah. But, yeah. like, that was, like, a trend, like, in that time period, maybe, like, in that five or six years where you, you could, there was those kind of shitty movies, too. It was just, like, another decade, I guess, with... Yeah. that ver- that version's uh you know metal bands doing oh yeah thing. absolutely uh, yeah there, there's many movies uh you know like, like that that will throw in like a mixed soundtrack um you know uh, argento was big into metal too so you see that in like phenomena which has iron maiden and, and motorhead and, and stuff like that in it or uh uh the movie he produced demons which has you know uh uh, you know, Billy Idol and, and, and other metal bands or rock bands in there mm. too. Um, so yeah, like you, you see that a lot with, with a lot of these hard directors that are fans of that kind of stuff. John Carpenter is another one. Um, you know, like he did a lot of his own music, but you see it like in, in the mouth of madness, the opening theme is it's like a, a heavy metal song that he did. 
And then Ghosts of Mars, which is not my favorite movie. It's not very good, but it has an amazing soundtrack featuring Steve Vai of Whitesnake, as I mentioned before. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it also has... Steve Vai like, is Whitesnake. It also has like Buckethead and some of the guys from Anthrax. And it's a really great soundtrack. It's very heavy. Um, but they're not doing like song songs. They're like accompanying John Carpenter's synth with their like rock guitars. It's really good. Um, so that's the one thing that came out of that movie that I really liked because that's probably my least favorite John Carpenter movie. It's John uh, Carpenter playing with the art, like Buckethead yeah. like shredding with John Carpenter. I love Buckethead. No, it's absolutely. Cool. That's that's what it is. Like Carpenter is like doing like the synth stuff. So it has that synth Carpenter soundtrack uh, kind of sound. But then like all of these guys, these metal guys, Anthrax and Buckethead and all that, they're like shredding and playing guitar like along with him on the soundtrack. It's awesome. It's a great, mm-hmm. great soundtrack. Yeah, all instrumental. Awesome, awesome score. Yeah, yeah. score. Yeah. Cool. Movies don't have a lot. Of, we don't have. We don't have that anymore. I think that's a bygone thing. People mm-hmm. buying like the soundtrack uh, to a movie anymore. You know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, because like you know, back in the day, it was definitely a huge thing. Like when the Shocker soundtrack came out, it was like a fucking event. You yeah. know, like it was 89 and like everyone was so thrilled about it because, you know, there was like articles in Fangoria and shit like that, where it's like new Wes Craven movie and it has all these, you know, rock uh, horror and rock legends. Iggy pops on it and 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 uh, uh, who else is on it? You know, uh, I mentioned Dangerous Toys, Bonfire. Um, yeah, but there's just a, a huge amount of people on that soundtrack. Uh, and of course, Dave Mustaine did uh, uh, Megadeth did a cover of Alice Cooper's Norman Mister Nice Guy, which was also a tagline on the poster for Shocker, which was kind of cool. You know, mm. it was this like you know instant recognition that it was tied to metal. You know, yeah. And what was like, what was cool about those kind of soundtracks as well at least for me because i would buy the sound i bought i mean all those soundtracks i mentioned earlier i had all of those like in every new metal soundtrack to a movie i would buy because i loved all that shit back then still do but like you would get exclusive like there'd be a song like exclusive corn song only on this soundtrack like so Mm -hmm. you'd have to get that you know right right you know so that would be something that would you know get you kind of also excited about it as well um and that At was the deal it, with, yeah, that yeah. was the deal with Shockers. Every song was brand new. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so that was that, like a whole other thing, you know, right, to get right. you into the music and the movie, you know? Right, right. <clears throat> but they don't have that anymore, I don't think. Yeah, you don't hear a lot about that. You know, like, I, not that I know of where, like, it's a big event for a, a soundtrack with a bunch of bands on it. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of dissipated over the years. Oh, but like, even if it wasn't horror, we had stuff like that with like the Bill and Ted soundtracks were like that, particularly the second one where it was like mm. new music from Faith No More and, and, and Kiss and stuff like that, um, where it was a bigger deal. I remember like the Natural Born Killers soundtrack was a big deal. Um, uh, the Hideaway soundtracks, horror movie with Jeff Goldblum based on the Dean Koontz novel, that was mm-hmm. all industrial bands. So it had like Frontline Assembly, I think, and Godflesh and KMFDM. Uh, yeah. Like So that was like the industrial, These, all industrial yeah. soundtrack, you know? The late 90s, like, way, like wave you're talking about? Uh, that was mid nineties. That and mid, that was mid mid. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm that sorry, was like mid nineties. Like, I think that movie was ninety four. Uh, but yeah, it was all the industrial bands of the time. 
Uh, and then later we had the new metal stuff you were talking about. Oh, yeah. The Lost Highway soundtrack was right there too before the new. Yes, one. the Lost that, Highway I one. I really loved too. that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that A one lot. has that one has, is you know like Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, um, and uh, 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 Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah, it's just awesome. It's David Bowie. Drug. Yeah, just yeah. that's an amazing yeah. soundtrack. Um, yeah. But yeah, then yeah, when we get into the oh, and Rammstein, that was where Rammstein really got. That's their right. Place. Like no one knew them. No one knew them before Lost Highway. Like that was the one that kind of brought them into the mainstream because everyone was buying that soundtrack because, you know, new Nine Inch Nails music and Mm -hmm. all that and Bowie. Uh, And that's where people really discovered, uh, discovered them. Rammstein's pretty killer, dude. Do you like them? Eh, It's okay. You know, I'm not a huge fan, but, you know, like, you know, you put on Du Hast and I'll, I'll like, you know, nod my head to it, you know. They're pretty fucking brutal. If you get like a, a ch- maybe if you feel itchy, like watch like maybe one, get like a live song, like watch a live performance on YouTube or something. No, yeah, I've they're seen them. insane. Yeah, yeah, but. they're 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 brutal, but they're always they're also like a little queer. Uh, like there's a lot of uh, like wearing latex and dildos and stuff that I've seen in their and live fire shows. and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, no, no, no. I'm not, yeah, fire is a separate thing. I'm talking about they're wearing like vinyl and playing with dildos, and so there's like a queer element to Rammstein that I've seen in a lot of their stuff. It's just which rock is, and roll, maybe. No, it's fine. No, I'm, I'm yeah. just, it's fine. But it was just kind of surprising, you know, because I think a lot of people in the '90s, a lot of these guys who think Pantera is awesome and stuff, they were like, "Dude, Rammstein," blah, blah. and then they would see something where they're like playing with dildos, and they're like, "Oh." wait, I don't like them anymore, you know, because it has this gay element. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I never heard that before, but I still no, like seriously. them anyway. I'm not. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't like them. Not, not, no, I. Th- 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 that doesn't make a difference to me. I'm just saying like these meathead types who. Yeah. Are, that... You know, like, 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 you know, Pantera rules, Slayer rules. And then they find out that that or they find out like Rob Halford's gay and then they don't like yeah. Judas Priest, you know, or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Rammstein definitely has that. They have that sexual perversion on stage that they and and, that's, and some of it is is very queer. Sexy. Yeah, they're very sexy. I think they have a, actually a video that's got a lot of sexy sex in it. Yes. Uh, that's censored. But, but so. also, but also not just sexy, but queer sexy. But, yeah. But either way, man, I'll take it. Um, you no, know, you'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, you always say when you see a dildo. <laughs> exactly. Well, either way, I'll boom, take it. Boom. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, but Rammstein aside, uh, you know, shove this big black dildo in your ass. No. Uh, well, so what? What do you think? What do you think it is? Because like, people who who love horror tend to also love metal, uh, and I'm sure the lyrical content of metal has something to do with that, but. It's also it's really like it's the music itself too. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think it is? What do you think that link is that like those fans tend to be the same? Um, I think the link is you know we've kind of touched a little bit on all, all of it, how they kind of fold in with each other lyrically, uh, aesthetically, visually. Yeah. I think that people who myself included who like that. Whatever it is, whether you like the music first, the metal first, or the horror first, or whatever, 
you like to keep all your ducks in a row as far as like, ah, all of my likes kind of are this. And and there's certain people that, you know, that's that's what you resonate with. So I think that's why the the connection comes together and it's like boom boom this is what i like i wear skulls and black and mm-hmm. uh and you know you see the people at the conventions you know that you know wearing sure. the rob zombie tour t-shirts i'll always ask them like oh i was at that one i saw it like i'm like a grizzled war veteran and shit um <laughs> but of rob zombie shows <laughs> but oh yeah it's it's that it's just this is a natural you know thing and when you're already into one it makes sense to be into the other it just seems yeah. like oh did that dog has a puffy tail too and i like it you know so <laughs> yeah it I, does it, it does it does go hand in hand um uh, and like you said like image wise too like you look at the album covers of venom and slayer and cannibal corpse and carcass and you know like even just that alone the imagery pulls you in um yeah i, I don't know they just they just kind of like merge together perfectly uh, and so, like, when you see horror with other music, sometimes it works for some people, but not in the same way. Like, if you would listen to, like, you know, death rap, like Necro and Ill Bill and, and Vinnie Paz, stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, that stuff is is really cool. I like it. And I don't really like rap. And, in fact, I for the most part, I hate hip-hop. Um, I, you know, I'm, I have nothing against it, but I just don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they'll, like, they'll loop and make beats out of like goblin scores and the, the music to oh hell creep, yeah and the music to creep show and they'll rap about murder and cannibalism and satan and and like i'm immediately drawn to that because i'm just like a sick evil fuck you know uh, mm-hmm. but but that stuff isn't as prominent as like the link between metal and horror uh you know like those two are like are just like those are the ones that are like satan evil murder like it all just kind of yeah it it, it really does yeah it does now since we touched a little bit on hip-hop we i then i do feel that i need to bring up the insane clown posse because they tie themselves to horror as well um and do like and uh, they do have like some metal-ish stuff in there i'm just saying dude like and they're very popular they have a very strong audience that's mm-hmm. where it survives this in maybe that a, a, a pocket niche of it survives with the juggalos these days. <sighs> Moving along. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know where else it goes. I don't know. People just uh, there's no we, we consume music differently. Uh, we consume other media differently. And I don't know if we'll have these soundtracks uh, to horror movies that are going to motivate us to to buy them or, or, yeah, or create um... some strong links anymore. Yeah, I, I think now the one thing that does kind of survive is like, you know, there's been this revival of like the the appreciation for like the synth scores of the 70s and 80s, the John Carpenter style stuff. And you do see that more now popping up in in horror, uh, even with like if you listen to the opening theme of like uh, Stranger Things, uh, which is done by Survive is the name of the group and they're a synth band. Uh, so you see this, like like the synth stuff having a revival, mm. uh, and see bands like Carpenter Brood or Dance with the Dead or uh, you know uh, bands like that appearing on soundtracks more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you're right. Like the metal thing, but also like a lot of metal bands now they're not they're not really the same as they were back in the day. You know, like you know all the, all the bands like you know Megadeth, Motley Crue, like you know they're old now. 
Uh, and so like a lot of the modern metal is either it's like on one side or the other where you have the dark stuff like the death metal, the black metal, and then you have the stuff that's not really horror themed. It's a very different animal. Mm. Um, uh, so I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons like a lot of the bands that, that are popular now that are metal or hard rock, they don't embrace the horror element as much. So maybe that's one reason. I don't know. I mean, you have bands like Ghost that do, but then like the majority of like the popular metal isn't really uh, immersed in uh, that in the horror, fright, darkness, Satan, you know, kind of stuff the way it was in our day. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's something to do with it, too. But also, like, I, I've noticed this a lot, like movies movies in themselves aren't as focused on music as they used to be uh like when you watch a, a movie now like if you if you really look for it there's very little music in movies now uh that it's very the music's very subtle and there's a lot of silence in movies um do, do you mean score music or like uh soundtrack? everything everything okay both yeah yeah it really is um you know, like you like watch an old movie, like put on a movie like Seven, and like the score is constantly playing. There's even a scene, and it's kind of funny watching it retroactively because now we're used to music not being as involved. Uh, but there's a scene where like nothing's happening, like Morgan Freeman is just shooting darts in his room, and the score is like, it's like the score is going on, and it's like, why? And, you know, because you're used to now watching these movies and these series on Netflix and whatever. And, like, it, there's nothing happening in these scenes. And people are talking and, like, they don't have mm. an ongoing score the way they once did. You know, like, watch yeah. watch, watch a modern movie and then watch an older movie. Like, older movies from the 80s, 90s, the score is ongoing. It never stops. You're constantly mm. hearing music. Now that's more subtle than that. You know, you'll have big dramatic music when there's a big action sequence or something. but people just talking nothing whereas opposed to like the 90s thrillers you know like you know people just be having a conversation and it's like like in the background so i don't know maybe that has something to do with that where i don't think that it's just uh like there's no soundtrack events i think soundtracks just soundtracks on their own are more uh, like you don't see them as much anymore just soundtracks alone yeah, I, I also think that, like, I've found when now, almost like in modern movies, when a, a, a song, like a song song, like a pop song or a rock song happens to start playing, it's almost jarring. It's like, what right. the fuck? Like, right, right. Like it take, it's almost like, because you don't hear it ever. And all of a sudden, wake me up before you go, go. And you're like, what the fuck? Or, <laughs> or, or some other, like a Foo Fighter song or some shit. And it's just like, yeah. for me, it kind of now unfortunately will pull me out a little bit where i'm like whoa mm. but back then but in all these especially with all the slashers and stuff we've been watching i mean it's prevalent and it doesn't it's just part yeah. of it it's just how it is but, but, but yeah like like think of think of like a um like a like some of these modern horror movies like think of like heredity or or midsummer i mean those are the same director but you know uh you you think of some of these more modern horror films and like you, you can't even remember the music and because most of the time there is no music you know uh so it's just it's just hmm. a different it's just a different thing now with movies and music i guess it's the natural progression of things perhaps 
or maybe yeah. it'll be cyclical and come back and we'll be it, it absolutely could yeah. rocking and met like in like next year when we have the two-year anniversary we'll be like man remember when rock and metal were dead man they're back mm-hmm. we got law we both got mullets yeah and, well i mean uh, it definitely rocking like you know <laughs> yes yes mullets and rat tails yeah yeah no, fuck i mean yeah. it, it, no, things things do tend to come back around, and there are definitely still these these movies that have a lot of music. You know, certainly the Rob Zombie movies, the, you know, the Danzig movies, uh, because those guys are musicians. But you know, there there are definitely these filmmakers uh, that are all about that, and will have a load of songs in their movies. Um, so it, they'll still exist, but they're not as plentiful, and they're and they're definitely not an event. Uh, or, you know, maybe there's some out there where it is an event and they're just bands that you and I don't know because we're old uh, and like, you know, the teens are really about it. But I really I don't think so. I don't see mm-hmm. I don't really don't see these things popping up. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Who understands these kids anymore? <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe someone like Thor could help them understand. I think that he could and you know what i think it's time to bring him on i think we need to get to it yeah uh but chris uh i love you this has been a, a wonderful year together it has a time i've uh, accomplished a lot and uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show whether you're new or you know old or uh young at heart either way we appreciate your listening and the support or old at heart we appreciate that too or bold at heart. Um, we appreciate okay, now you. Now you're well. now you're just saying words that pop into your mind. Like there's like no filter. My son's you. name is Bort as well. Yeah, there's um, just no filter for you. Whatever you think comes out of your mouth. Not all the time. I've actually no, been very good. No, no, it. no, not all the time. But just when you're stoned, which is most of the time. Mm, uh, <laughs> I mean. I'm busting your bulls. Whatever you say. That'll work. That'll work. If you just say whatever I say, that'll work. That, that'll uh, do, I, take. That, 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 is, uh, that makes me happy. It's just when people disagree with me. You got it. <laughs> and what you know what else you got? You got John Michael Thor right now. We do. Check it out. Tonight on Vital Social Issues and Stuff, we are blessed with the presence of a true metal god. During his bodybuilding career, he won multiple titles around the globe. As an actor, he starred in everything from television dramas to beloved cult films such as Zombie Nightmare, Recruits, and Rock and Roll Nightmare. As a musician, he's the frontman for metal band Thor and the creator of Muscle Rock. Now he's celebrating an incredible 50 years of heavy metal mayhem with the release of his 39th studio album, Alliance, which is available on July 16th. We're very honored to have him as our guest, John Michael Thor. Behold, hey, thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you very much for that incredible and stellar introduction, and I'm honored to be on your show. Uh, Thank you you for joining us. It is an honor to have you, dude. Appreciate it. Definitely. Definitely. so yeah, John and I, uh, we, we met uh, back in 2013. Uh, we worked on an event together, and that was uh, a, a lot of fun. It was really cool to get to meet you. And I've, I've talked about, I've told John Wayne this story. I may have even mentioned it on the show, but I remember when I first met you, uh, I'm going to have to keep saying John Wayne, John Thor, I guess. <laughs> but when, I, when I first met you, John Thor, uh, 
I was uh, my my buddy Josh and I were had just arrived in the hotel, and there was a knock at the door, and we didn't know who it was. And I go to the door and I open it, and there's no one there. There's no one in the doorway. And then all of a sudden, boom! You jump into the door frame and just with the with the arms flexed, and you're like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And I was like, "Talk about how to make an entrance, you know? You just kind of just yeah, totally threw all." It, it was uh, yeah. It was so cool to, uh, you know, meet you guys. And uh, I, I'm just used to theatrical entrances, you know, and yes. uh, and you guys, uh, you know, I, you know, saw that these two huge guys, uh, <laughs> you know, and it had to be Chris, you know, you know, so that was so much fun in Florida. Florida was uh, amazing with the uh, like you screen in a rock and roll nightmare. So there was the movie side and then the 80s in the park uh, concert. and Yeah. And, and festival so it was it was really amazing really had a great time there yeah good good i'm glad yeah i had a great time meeting you and hanging out with you i i wish i had, had more time one-on-one to hang out with you but uh you know everyone was running in a million directions uh but uh yeah it was a great night being able to to show the the movie on the on the big screen and, and see you guys perform live uh and you had a fan who who showed up who was just went berserk finally being able to meet you uh, which was great. Uh, he said he had driven all the way from Michigan or something, and he was just over the moon to meet you. So that that was really cool. And uh, you were you weren't out there yet. You were going to come out and sign autographs and whatnot. And he was talking to me, and he was shaking. He was so excited because he'd been listening to you forever. And he had an LP. I think it was only the Strong, or it might have been Unchained. He had a you know one of the older albums, and he'd had oh, it forever. Yes. Yeah, and he was so excited to, to meet you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Uh, you know, the, uh, it's, you know, in being in this business for 50 years, I've met some of the most wonderful people you could imagine. You know, uh, yeah. it's like uh, music brings people together, and uh, uh, many are, are lifelong friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so it's something, it's uh, really, really special. Uh, you know, uh, like meeting you, right? In 2013, right. and here we are. 2021 it's, it's uh and i'm able to speak with you again and i believe we're lifelong friends absolutely man yeah. i'm proud to call <laughs> yeah. you i'm proud to call you my friend absolutely it's, Fantastic. it's thank uh, you. that's an honor for me oh thank you man thank you i was gonna say that i talk i talk about this a lot with uh my friends and chris and i've talked about this as well uh i i'm on the road all the time doing conventions and and, and music at the same time but like i have like a convention family and and it's the and and i have a bunch of friends in different cities that are like i know a lot of people but these are my friends you know there's some people you just yes. resonate with and you are Absolutely. always going to be connected to them because like whatever you're vibrating the same or something like that so like i like totally understand that's that's like especially being in that kind of the business for 50 years i'm sure you've you know you know a lot of people but there are certain people that are like the friend, you know what I'm saying, the lifelong friend. So that's very yeah, cool. yeah. You're on the same page, same wavelength. Yeah. So let's let's talk a bit about um uh, about you for some of those listeners who may not know you or may not know uh, as much about you as they should. Uh, when you first uh, the, well, I I'm not even sure where to start because there's so much. You you really got into bodybuilding, rock and roll, and films, uh, and you all kind of started when you were young uh all you know from i remember talking with you before that you had all these interests uh what really came first for you were you like the most passionate about like the 
the bodybuilding and the sports or was it the music? What, what really got you the fire under you from the, from the get go? Well, I, ha I had a older brother and, uh, if you ever have seen the movie, uh, Hercules back in the fifties, uh, with Steve Reeves, my yeah. brother looked exactly like Steve Reeves. He was this athletic hero who'd pitch a no hitter, hit the grand slam home run to win the game or score the winning touchdown. And he would do a lot of weight training. And so I'd, I, uh, at a very young age, seven years old, I'd watch him train in the, in the basement. And, uh, and then I, uh, he showed me how to train and everything. And then I became interested in bodybuilding. And I said, one day I wanted to be a film star, you know, and, you know, uh, my sister, she listened to Elvis Presley, you know, and, and, and uh, so I would listen to Elvis, but this is in the fifties, right? So I was growing yeah. up and, and, uh, 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 you know, those are those things I, I, I was interested in, you know, uh, the chance of becoming muscular, being adulated. Uh, I was also into superheroes and comics, you know, they, that was what I was into. And that's what I wanted to become. And I had the luck in my, in my life to, to kind of, you know, experience, uh, you know, all these avenues. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um with when you mentioned uh, comic books, and of course, you know you're known as Thor. You know your band is Thor. Um, when you decided to go with that name, were you more influenced by like the Thor mythology or the Greek mythology, or was it more like did you grow up reading the Thor comics, uh, or was it kind of a combination of the two that really that really gave you that moniker? It, it was it was more uh, because the music was thunderous. Uh, I, uh, I want. Mm. Uh, a name more like Norse mythology. Okay. Now, that being said, uh, you know, there is, of course, the Marvel Thor. I've got my own character, Thor the Rock Warrior or Thor the Metal Avenger. And we did cross paths. Uh, uh, of course, I've, I've been the character Thor, John Michael Thor, for many a year. Uh, you can't really trademark or copyright a mythological character unless you put a tag right. on they have the mighty Thor and mine is, uh, um, you know, John Michael Thor or Thor, the rock warrior, Thor, the metal Avenger. And, uh, we can coincide in this universe, uh, because we, you know, made a settlement and we understand each other and, uh, <laughs> you know, right. Uh, right. There's, there's common law rights, uh, all kinds of things that I, I, uh, was victorious at proving and, and why I, <laughs> the moniker right now, no absolutely now, yeah. now along those same lines you did say thunderous earlier so um do you want to and i'm assuming you have tried to at least and probably you know kick gene simmons ass for taking the god of thunder like you know try to say like he's that <laughs> because like i'm sure they've held you back or something but i'm sure you've wanted to right i mean you just call himself a god of thunder you're thor i mean what the hell well, you know, eh, there can be numerous gods of thunder, just like there's various uh, mythology. Uh, like, for example, there's Zeus in Greek mythology. Uh, yeah. In, in uh, Norse mythology, there's Odin. Hercules is a demigod, uh, son of Zeus in Greek mythology. In, in Norse mythology, uh, Thor is is the, the son of Odin. Uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, and in various mythologies, there's there's various gods, uh, gods, uh, uh, sun gods, uh, gods of thunder, gods of lightning. So you you can't try to take everything and say, hey, there's one god of thunder. So he can be his character, god of thunder, uh, which is quite different in the image than my character of god of thunder. And I like to see myself more down to earth. Anyway, I'm more, uh, like I say, a rock warrior or a uh, metal avenger you know a, a rock and roll artist an actor uh john michael thor yeah man see he told you john wayne <laughs> I, he said i withdraw my question <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's awesome um yeah, you know speaking of kiss though and stuff like that um when you started doing uh your own brand of um rock and roll basically for those of our listeners who may not understand um why, why don't you why don't you talk tell us a little bit about what the original concept was of, of muscle rock and what was different about your stage show uh when you started thor in the 70s well when i would go to the gym as a young man back in the day <clears throat> and, uh, and i started training for contests uh, you know, all you could hear in the gym was the clanking of weights and the grunts. And I thought, you know, I, I, I want to put on some music. So I put on Led Zeppelin and I found myself just absolutely go, going like past the pain barrier. I became uh, worked myself into a frenzy listening to this music, you know, yeah. of, of, of Led Zeppelin. And, and uh, I, I, I felt that muscle and music work together and it helped me like uh pump up and win contests and and uh i wanted to i mean i was already starting to get into bands and i was playing bass and and, and different uh in, instruments and uh i wanted to then say hey i want to become theatric more theatrical theatrical music at the end of the 60s and early 70s was becoming you know the bigger the show the better that's what's what was starting to happen so i uh i started developing the character thor and uh, I mean, I went through different names uh, like Centaur and Michael Body Rock, but I always incorporated mm. this Thor character in into the show until it became a show on its own. But but uh, it, it was it's the the you know you know pumping up like crazy, listening to Sabbath or 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 Zep. You know, there's there's nothing like it. You just oh, go yeah. into wild uh, dimension. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it's cool for me uh, because I had that very same experience, you know, when I got he heavy into weightlifting and, you know, listening to similar bands or listening to Black Sabbath. Uh, but now you've got people like me who, who uh, grew up lifting the weights listening to Thor. So you kind of became what you were in, in what you wanted there. You know, like you, you were rocking out lifting weights and then you made music for people to do the same. So that's really cool. Yes, I found it interesting. I, I've actually had a barrage of fans who have heard uh, Ultimate Alliance, and they say they're working out to it. And I thought, yeah. hey, that's great, man. If that inspires you to work out, all the better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the thing I wanted to, to talk about, though, when, when I was mentioning KISS is KISS, um, Kiss had kind of like a, thea a theatrical element to their shows. Uh, and you know, and at the time, uh, you know, Alice Cooper definitely had a theatrical element, um, but you had a very unique theatrical element uh, that you brought to a rock show. And I was hoping you could tell our, our audience about that, like what you do. Yeah, as I was saying, in the, um, the late 60s, uh, there was like uh, the incre uh, incredible Arthur Brown and 
Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, these bands were starting to become more theatrical than just standing up on stage and playing, you know, a song. And mm-hmm. and uh, into the early 70s, uh, you know, there was more pyrotechs, more costuming, more props. And uh, that's what I was getting into. And, and then I saw Alice Cooper and I was so impressed by his live show. It was, I thought it was over the top. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, then of course, Kiss back in, I remember they when they were playing, it was just like going into like uh, 1972, 73. And, and I said, wow, those guys are amazing. Gene Simmons, look, look at all the stuff he's doing, breathing fire and, and yeah. uh, it, uh, you know, doing all this stuff. I, I said, I got to make, you know, my band, not just a band, but I want to become this hercules type character you know at that time i was thinking more greek mythology uh you know when i was i was going back and forth with thor and greek mythology superheroes um you, you know and and experimenting with it all and uh and that's when i said i i've got to be this character that can do something on stage to entertain the people to entertain mm-hmm. the fans well so when they pay their dollar down they're going to give them music and uh, like a thunderous brand of rock and roll and also an incredible visual. So I uh, learned how to bend steel from a fellow named Doug Hepburn, who was the world's strongest man. He showed me how to bend steel bars. He, of course, could bend spikes in his hands and, and dimes. Wow, and, wow. Uh, uh, and then Chuck Sipes, who was Mr. Universe, showed me how to blow up and explode hot water bottles. And yeah. then I, I also found out you know through martial artists how to do uh bricks being smashed off your chest without breaking your ribs and so so i developed all this stuff ripping license plates into anything i could do to entertain the crowd yeah i wanted to add an element of uh power and 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 we had you know and and not only just theatrics with outstanding costumes and music but also uh exciting props like these props were for real yeah. they weren't just fake like i didn't lift fake boulders or anything oh, i no. actually had no. real steel <laughs> that the audience tried out and real hot water bottles uh that i had to try to explode that were lifetime guarantee and they were real bricks and real sledgehammers that had slammed off my chest yeah 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 it's it's incredible when you when you see you you do this stuff um and, and that's where like the whole bodybuilding and um, and rock and roll kind of like came together to create the Thor that we know and love now. It was like that that perfect union of that that unique idea that you had. Uh, so I, I always thought that was fantastic because yeah, you'd be you would lay on the ground and someone put a cinder block on your chest and you'd get hit and they'd hit it with a sledgehammer and then you'd get up and you'd do the next song. It was crazy. It was so cool. Um, what was uh, what was the, like the initial reaction to that? Like you must have had some crazy reactions from people in the audience seeing a Thor show for the first time. Well, I I had um, the, when it first came out. Obviously, the show was was so different, right? That it yeah. got mixed reviews, um, and and you know some people hated it. You know, no matter what I did, mm-hmm. you had reviewers that said, "Oh, he sings." He sings like a muffler, a broken muffler and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, who does he think he is? He's like a muscle bound oaf and, and this kind of stuff. Cause they didn't understand what I was trying to portray or do. And then 
Robert Geldof. <clears throat> if you remember Robert Geldof from the Boomtown Rats, he's actually Sir yeah. Robert mm -hmm. Geldof. At that time, he was an exchange student uh, in the early 70s, and he uh, uh, worked for a periodical called Georgia Strait. Well, the other bands were Twitch and Z Wizkids from Seattle. Uh, and he saw our show, and he absolutely was blown away. He said, this is the greatest show I have ever seen. And this is, goes back to like 19, around 1973, 74 era. And, uh, and then we were kind of, it, it it the story got picked up and and suddenly uh, we got a lot of uh, notoriety and it, it got the agents interested and you know that that sort of thing you know so I gotta thank Robert Geldof for that it didn't take long before we started uh, packing like like you know the crowds like jam packed oh yeah yeah that's great um, so yeah you you've done um... You've done um, metal, rock and roll since the 70s, um, and you've kind of uh, kind of like delved into different types of like a little bit of hard rock, a little bit of um, like operatic metal, uh, and kind of bounced around in, in the genre a little bit. And I was noticing, listening to the new album, uh, that you have kind of uh you you've kind of got some songs on there that sound like they they came right out of like a thor album from the 80s and then you have other ones that sound much heavier you know like a song like we need muscle rock or um rock around the world feels like a, a classic thor song whereas you know um ultimate alliance and thor versus the juggernaut and uh Neffel hell if i'm saying that right like those songs have much a much heavier sound where i was almost kind of like blown back yeah well it you know, like I said, I I like uh, a lot of metal, right? I you know he heavy, you know I like uh, anthem metal, uh, power metal. Uh, if you want to put tags on everything and and death metal, I mean I like it all, right? You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I uh, as long as it's got a great chorus, you know, if you got a great mm -hmm. chorus that people can sing along, is you know I'm all for it. Well, yeah. That's why I like power metal and anthem metal. Now I, I'm dealing you know, on this album with a lot of different uh, uh, metal artists. Yes, uh, for I... Jarn Strid, uh, you know from Soil Work. You know mm -hmm. he he he's on Neff Hill. Tremendous yeah. performance. In fact, that's going to be the next audio single on July first. Neff Hill. So uh, um, I'm going to do he. You know that's the style he does. So I'm going to do that right. style. You know I. I don't want to just say, hey, you're going to do power metal or, you know, whatever, you know, or do Thor uh, stuff that, that oh, I want sure. to do. I want to work with everybody. So uh, Rasa Boss and Chris Holmes, you know, they were on a, were on a pretty uh, heavy song, but it was still, you know, anthemic and still Thor-like. But Oh, no, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no <laughs> totally. I, I wasn't saying that it wasn't. I, I was saying that oh. it was that it was in like impressive to me that that it had that the album has this kind of like wide range um yeah and there's some yeah. great like sean peck sean peck is on uh, uh thor versus the juggernaut you know war of the gods um and and it's a pretty heavy song so yeah. uh, but i enjoyed it too i enjoyed singing with him and he's a tremendous artist and I, I just uh, respect all the artists uh, on this album. You know, yeah, I was I was going to mention that uh, I think Alliance is a perfect title for it because you really brought all of these other 
metal artists together to make the album. So it's like you're all aligned together to make the album. So it's like a perfect title. It really tells you what you're in for. Um, yeah, because you do have yes. a lot of great people on this with Chris Holmes and uh, John Gallagher and Danko Jones and lots, lots of people are on this with you. Absolutely. And they're all all great. And it was done uh, during the pandemic. Right. We, it was before the vaccine. A lot of it was started, uh, was ever discovered. We didn't know where the world was going at that time. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, my tour was can, uh, canceled out because, you know, everything was closing down, all the venues in March. And anyhow, it took, you know, we were, we did this. We did it like it was a Dropbox uh, recording uh, from, you know, it's like I reached out to fellow warriors, fellow musicians from all over the world. And they responded as such and said, yes, we want to do this with you. And, and so I was yeah. very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is great. That is great. Um, so, well, so you guys yeah. recorded the album by trading tracks online, basically? Like, that's how you guys are doing yes. it? Yes. Yeah, we couldn't have done this cool. 30 years ago. It would be impossible. Um, we basically, yeah, I, I couldn't go anywhere out, outside of Vancouver. I can't even, uh, right, even right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're still closed. The border, down. Right? Yeah, yeah, the cool. border's closed. So, um, you know, John Holmes, uh, <clears throat> sorry, Chris Holmes, not John Holmes. Well, John, <laughs> that would be awesome if he was on the record. <laughs> Chris, Chris Holmes is in uh, France, right? So we got yeah. his tracks in, in Ross of Austin, New York. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just, just and you know, the, even the artists, right? The artists, uh, John Gallagher, of course, England, but uh, they're from all over the world. Uh, um, Marty Gummonson from Thundermakers in Sweden, you know, so we got all these people all over the world, and even the artists, uh, Timo Wuras, uh, who did the painting, is from Germany, and uh, and, and then Simon Williams, he's from Wales. He did the illustration. So it, it was a combined effort uh, from, yeah. you know, internationally. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I, I always dig that kind of stuff during like during the, the pandemic, the band that I play in, we're just like a, we're a two man punk band. Uh, we're all like, one, two, three, four. But we actually got to use this beta program uh, or beta uh, version of this app called Jam Kazam that allowed us to practice online with each other that eliminated the the latency. So he was playing an electron electronic drum kit and I was just playing like the acoustic guitar with my mic and singing into it. And we could practice like it was like we were practicing. It just took a, like a, it was like a little learning curve because you're like listening to it in your headphones and then you're looking at him on the screen. But um, that's how we kept like going through the the pandemic. So that's interesting like that. You guys were just like, oh, let's, let's make an album. So. Very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, where, where there's a will, there's a way. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's really cool. You've got a lot of really good people on it, and it's a great sound sounding album. Uh, and it's very exciting. It comes out on July 16th. Just want to remind everybody, uh, so you'll be able to get it soon. Um, I also I wanted to mention, like, you've been extremely prolific uh, since the new millennium. I mean, you, you you definitely had your music that you made and your and your classic albums that you made, you know, 70s, 80s and everything. And then you took a hiatus for about a, a decade. But when you came back uh, to, to recording your own music and everything and not just doing like behind the scenes stuff, man, like you have been like unstoppable. You've got you have an album almost every year, right? Sure. Sometimes yeah. uh, th th three in a month or so, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, you know, like when I get in in encouraged to 
write songs like they're in my head and I just want to go in the studio and record them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's a problem. You know, if I'm in the supermarket, you know, uh, <laughs> you know and I'm writing songs and I'm not, you know, getting the right food or something, you know, picking the wrong yeah. can because I got a song in my head, you know, and you want to uh, lay it down. So, so uh, I try not to forget the songs. That's a great thing about a phone, right? I put on the video part and, and just record our hum a tune in the, in the phone. Yeah. And, oh, uh, man. To, to see to see Thor singing a song into his phone on the frozen food aisle, that's got to be a sight to see. <laughs> it's, it's, it's thunder on the tundra there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> and I, I do the same thing. I use the the like voice app or like recording yes. app on my phone. Um, yeah. Or I'll just I'll like have my guitar and like my drum. I'll be like, all right, Chris, this is like uh, C G and like like one two three, and I'll play like and then send it to my drummer to like listen to, or just so I'll be I'll just remember and I'll have like eighteen versions of that song till I finally get to the end of like, oh, this is actually how it turns out to be. So Very yeah, cool. yeah, that's uh, you got the same. You're on the same wavelength, uh, you know. I that's uh, if, you if you don't write like, it down, you forget it. Like I'm, I already yeah. learned that lesson so many times. If I don't put it down somewhere, it's gone. So do it while I have I, it. You know? Understood. Understood. That's yeah. That's how I am. You know, because uh, and then I'll I'll be trying to recall it. Like if I have a, especially if I have a dream, and uh, I've even had music in my dreams. You know, and I wake up, and uh, and I and it's either I'm gonna wake myself up to get it down or i i kind of forget it and i can't recall it you know it's mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. it's strange the you know the creative process is very strange <laughs> yeah it's the same way with with me with writing uh my books too as you know all around my house i have little notepads i always want to just have a notepad just in case something comes to mind uh so in just about every room there's a notepad somewhere just a little one um, but yeah, I'll have the same thing where I'll, you know, sometimes it will even be from a dream or something and I'll just wake up and I'll be like, I've, I have to write this down because that was in incredibly twisted and weird. And I want to make sure I remember it for my next time. Yeah, turn. you want to capture that twisted and weirdness. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so, so yeah, you've got the, the new album and we, you also have uh, a new film that you've got that's uh, in production called Pact of Vengeance. Uh, you want to tell us about that? Yes, it's uh, it's being produced by Killer uh, Wolf Films, and it's going to be directed by Len Kabasinski. And it's it's very much uh, um, like the old Bruce Lee kind of uh, action films. You know, the, there's quite a, a market for that, actually. So yeah. it's a genre that uh, is, is very popular. And uh, so, it'll, you know, it'll be a shoot 'em up uh, karate, you know. <clears throat> type of uh, movie and uh, Leo Fong who was pretty popular back in the Bruce Lee days and he's still in incredible shape uh, mm. for his age just uh, I shouldn't even say for his age he's just in incredible shape right. uh, you know uh, and, and he can do amazing things he's he's in the movie and uh, um, there's also uh, it is a, 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 a you know some wrestlers in the movie, uh, uh, other action type stars. So it's yeah. going to be a real fun, uh, 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 film, I think, you know, and, and I play a general, a retired general who comes back, uh, to help out, uh, Leo Fong's character because he needs my help again, you know, uh, sort of like, uh, either, you know, the, um, uh, what's that, uh, there was that, uh, film, 
uh, that the, uh, Stallone did with Schwarzenegger and a bunch of guys. Oh, the, the Expendables? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's sort of like that. Mm -hmm. the, 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 except they were called the Obliterators. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, a, yeah, like a exciting to you. <laughs> it does, it does. You know, because like, gonna I... be a great film. it's going to be uh, action through it all the way, and we're going to make a video for it. Uh, they're going to, I'm doing some songs for it. Uh, so there'll be a soundtrack, yeah. and uh, and, and you know, we, we always exploit uh, whether it's movies or or albums. You know, we we go all out with a cross marketing, we're really into that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you've done that before too, with uh, you know, like with Rock and Roll Nightmare and Recruits, where you kind of you know did the, the soundtracks or you know at least some oh, yeah. music for the movie, if not all of it, you know. Um, yeah, Zombie Nightmare. Uh, Zombie Nightmare. Fubar, yeah. We're seeing the movie Fubar. Fubar, we right? Type track Fubar is a super rocker. Um, you, you know, uh, just you know, actually quite a few few movies. You know, Murder at the Presidio. Mm -hmm. We had the title track for that one and made a video for it. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. It's just, uh, I always believe in cross marketing. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. John Wayne, you can speak to that too. Cause he does the music and the, and the books and, and, and uh, yeah. art artist as well. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of cross, I, I'm like, a. well, it's just like, I'm using all of my, uh, things that I'm good at to keep myself going. So it's like, yes, I write horror novels, but I play in a band and I can play those songs. You want me to play some songs? Sure. You want me to draw this shit? Because then I do all the graphic design and all the art direction for all the stuff I do. So um, it's just like, uh, you know, we're like a brother Seamus here in that kind of, in that regard yeah. where it's just like <laughs> plug, plug everything in. If you can you, would, use your strengths and make it all like work together. So uh, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Pact of Vengeance, and I and uh, I do miss those kind of action movies. We don't get them as much anymore. You know, now it's all you know Spider-Man and and all of that. It's all like the superheroes. So I like to see a shoot 'em up. I like to see guns and karate fights and stuff. You know, I love those old '80s action movies. So uh, I say, bring it, bring Pact of Vengeance. I can't get it soon enough. <laughs> Hell yeah, right. we'll make sure you get a, a a special copy of it then. You yeah, know? we'll oh, do it. On thank you. We'll well, we'll do a show about it. We'll do an yeah. episode. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, it'll we'll, be great. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll put it on there. Um, how about how about horror? Do you have any more horror movies in you? You think? You think you'll ever make another horror horror movie? I have a movie? very I have a very strange horror movie that I'm working on right now. Oh, <clears> wow! Well, right. uh, we're hoping to get it into production. The, the title of it is called Stencho. Now you may think like Stencho is a strange name, but mm. it uh, it's along the lines of Darkman, um, and the character uh, in the sun. You know, it's it, it's got a lot of horror. It's got action. It's got superhero in there, and uh, the 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 lead the lead character um, overcomes this horrible accident, mm. and. Uh, I'll just make it short, but without giving it all away, but he derives his powers from disease uh, and anth anthrax, for example, from, but, but he can absorb smells and uh, 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 different um, feelings uh, through these animals, various animals. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a strange movie. And, uh, but 
I think it's good. I'm, I'm very excited uh, about this film. Awesome. I look forward to that uh, for sure. I heard there was a silence on the on the other end, so I, I don't know no. if you guys... <laughs> No, oh, you no, broke I, up a little bit. Sorry, yeah, 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 bit. yeah, we were trying to be quiet. I and I have my mic muted, so <laughs> no, I don't. No, I just thought you thought. Yeah, no, uh, was uh, too, no, too Stan, weird. Movies. No, too no, weird. Stan, no. That sounds exactly like uh, up our alley. Like that's that's what I want to see. I want to see a stench show. I need a yeah. stench show in my life, and I don't need this other <laughs> bullshit. Sick of. Yeah. You know? No, I I would absolutely I would I would absolutely want to see that. Yeah, and Chris um, and actually, you know what? We're going to commit right now. Chris and I are going to get Stencho tattoos on the show <laughs> together, no, matching Stencho not. tattoos. Yeah, I hey, think we are. I'll, I'll tell we you, are. we're starting the marketing for Stencho right you now. Go, Chris. You know, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm, you know, the, you're, uh, you know, one of the few that I've actually told about the movie, and but we're starting. This is, hey, you know, why not ex- expose it now? You know, we're yeah. going to be. Getting that ready. You'll see more Stencho coming along soon. And oh, we're all about ex- full exposure here on Vital Social Issues and stuff. <laughs> so this is an exclusive. I like, I love it, dude. I love it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, does, does. John, I, John, John, I was going to ask you, you got to give me a road story, man. I, I mean, I have a bunch of crazy shit that's happened to me on the road. I'm on the road all the time. And I know you, you've like gone around the world more times than I can uh, imagine, but... You got to give me something, dude. You got to give us a road story. I mean, it, it, they're to do with theatrics and, and strength feats and stuff. I mean, you know, sure. one one time uh, in the early days, uh, I was trying to lift, uh, uh, you know, the heaviest person up in the audience, and, uh, and with my with my neck, you know, I would I would go on a platform, a wooden platform, and and I would I would invite the heaviest person in the audience, and I was would be able to lift them up, and. Uh, over a 400 pound woman and yeah i tried to pick her up with my you know with a chain and another i tried to fly uh you know we had this guy said oh that this cable you know will not break it'll hold a one-ton truck so mm-hmm. i go up and up in the air i'm flying over the audience and i'm coming back and the cable breaks mm-hmm. uh, and i totally got uh smashed like my ribs and everything oh. got broken yeah yeah Jesus. so yeah, these are, you know, yeah, a lot of my, uh, yeah, early days, there was a lot of, uh, I'd go into different towns and, and uh, different experiences would happen, especially, you know, awkward ones with the uh, strength feats. Yeah, well, I would imagine if you're, you know, if you're getting uh, hit with hammers and, and, <laughs> and bending steel with your teeth that every now and then something's going to go wrong. <laughs> Are for the course, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Very cool. Well, um, I I want to say uh, you're you're clearly unstoppable. Um, you know, you're you're constantly putting out music and movies, uh, and so we've kind of talked about what's next. But uh, with uh, you know, with the you know Stencho, and you've got uh, the new album coming out. Uh, any other things that you have in the works that that you wanted to to tell us about? Any anything new? Are you already working on the next album? Are you like writing it down as we're talking right well, now? Or? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I I just want to say that you know after thirty nine albums, um, even if I ha- I hung up the hammer and the cape and walked away, 
I would say I'm very proud of this last album and it would be a good top off to a great career. And you can, can walk away from something if you felt your, your work was the best you could do. And, uh, and, but, but that's not to say I'm not involved with a lot of other projects too. I want to do more films. Uh, mm. I'd like to write a book, Chris, you know, one day I'm, I like to, uh, I've been working on books, uh, ideas for a while. I like to, I wish I could knock them off like you do, you know, I mean, <laughs> books, you know, but, uh, I, I'm also, you know, make, um, I'm still involved somewhat with the hockey industry and, uh, making jerseys, designing jerseys and things like that. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, I just have quite a few things that I, I've, I've got my hands in and, uh, I'm just having a great time. You know, I'd like to do some more paintings and things like that. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you're clearly unstoppable. You've proved that over the years, time and again. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what else comes next. I'm excited about this new album. Um, I've you know been lucky enough to be able to get an advanced hearing of it. Thanks to you. And I, I can tell Thor fans out there that they are going to be very pleased uh, it gives you the, the 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 feel that you've that you've come to love and expect from a Thor album, but it has some surprises in there too because you have all these special guests. And uh, I was I was really it knocked my socks off. So yeah, yeah, very so, cool. Uh, that uh, I thank you very much. Uh, I couldn't get a better review than that on, on an <laughs> album. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and Chris, I think we need to get some hockey jerseys too some chris and john wayne hockey jerseys i didn't know that sure, was in the mix yeah. dude we need to definitely get some hockey we look good in some hockey jerseys me and you dude a couple guys <laughs> oh, like us a huh? well, couple guys like me, us I'll, I'll ship some off to you guys you know and uh That's i got rad. some nice hockey jerseys yeah yeah, yeah just Very tell cool. me what your sizes are and i'll i'll ship some off to you you know oh uh, wow well, thank you the thunderous <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if you know, but I. I uh, one time, you know, Vancouver's only Stanley Cup champions in 1915 were the Vancouver Millionaires. They never won a Stanley Cup since. Uh, I. I. Uh, I took over the rights to the Vancouver Millionaires years ago, and oh. any a long story short, they became very successful, and I. I sold the trademark rights to the Vancouver Canucks in the NHL. Uh, I was always proud of that. Damn, that's awesome. That is like yeah. baller ass shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is really what cool. A, what about the Canadians, man? They're fucking tearing it up right now. Do you think they're going to go or what? I, know, I think uh, I, I really like the Canadians, but I think Vegas are going to uh, beat them. Vegas uh, is giving them a run, man. Vegas is yeah. strong. They're yeah. strong. Vegas is really good. I think Vegas are going to be in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Plus, so, like, uh, they're the Vegas Knights, KN, but also, like, you know, Vegas is, like, a night place, like, Vegas Knights, so, like, they've yeah. got, like, a double thing going on, and they're a good team, <laughs> so it's, like, come on. But I don't know, yeah. the Canadians are, like, pulling out magic things or, and shit, it seems like, but anyway, this yeah. isn't hockey talk, the, the show. That's okay, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, John, did you... Uh, um, did you always want to go into bodybuilding when you were young or did you want to maybe do play hockey or baseball? Like what, what made you go professional bodybuilder? I relied on myself, uh, to, to excel. And, uh, I just admired Steve Reeves and all these guys and what they did. And they were Mr. Universe and that, and then they got into movies and somehow that's what swayed me 
Yeah. You know, maybe I could get into movies and I could do things by becoming a champion bodybuilder. Uh, so that's, uh, and that's the same with Arnold. He, he admired yeah. Steve Reeves and Reg Park and all these guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> and he, you know, they played Hercules uh, characters and, and then it, it, uh, it inspired him to want to come to America and become a movie star. And, yeah. uh, you know, so anything can happen if you put your mind to it, I guess, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I was in, in the realm of uh, major motion pictures like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but, you know, I've had a pretty good life as a B movie guy, you know, and, and, uh, a rock absolutely. and roller. So it's, it's oh, been fun. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Well, Dude, what, been... the, what else could you ask for? So I'm sorry. That's like, oh, put that I want to play, I, I want to play uh, Frankenstein. One day, I'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, lo- I, I love the monster as much as I love the hero. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd love to do, be Frankenstein in a movie one day. Damn, that would be great. really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> I would love to be Frankenstein in a movie one day, too, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. John Wayne, you probably want to be Dracula. You love vampires. Two Frankensteins and a Dracula. And yeah. a baby. That's a, that's the well, movie. We'll, well, I'm the werewolf guy. I wrote the werewolf novel, so maybe I'll be yeah, Wolfman. John, John Wayne, you'll be Dracula, and and John Thor, you'll be Frankenstein. It'll be like a, it'll be a ridiculous movie. A Frankenstein, <laughs> a werewolf, and a Dracula walk into a bar. Dot yeah. dot dot. <laughs> Rated R. Yeah. I like that's, that. I, you know, <laughs> together again, together again. Yeah. It's a road trip movie. It's a road trip movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, a road trip movie with a vampire, a werewolf, and a, a Frankenstein would be pretty cool. It was. I, I like it. I like it very much. The, yeah, the vampire great. has to, he always has to drive at night, though. He's like the overnight driver because he's like, why do I always have to drive at night? <laughs> because you sleep all day, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. That's how it would work, for sure. It would be a hell of a band. Yeah, yeah, it would be a hell of a band. Yeah, the, the true monster mash. Oh, man. Well, um, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, it's been great catching up with you and talking with you. Um I'm always excited to see what you're doing next, and I'm I'm always really happy to see that how productive productive you are. Uh, John Wayne and I are both like that too, where we just we're constantly working. We constantly want to put out new stuff. That creative fire, it's just it burns in us and it burns in you. And I'm always happy to see you coming out with new stuff like this. Hey, yeah. thanks. You know, yeah, uh, my fellow creators. You know, so <laughs> it's really nice to talk to you. Uh, I had a great time, and uh, it's it's really nice to be able to talk about stuff like that. You know, ideas and and what you know projects, and I mean, I just can't get enough of it. So really yeah. nice talking with you guys. You know.